This is Cruise Radio. Do yourself a favor and always cruise with travel insurance. You can find a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, a review of Carnival Fantasy today. In fact, I don't think we've ever done a review on Carnival Fantasy, which is kind of surprising because it's the oldest uh, ship in the Carnival fleet. But that changes today while he stops by to share his review from his Western Caribbean voyage on fantasy. A couple of weeks ago, we did a review on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas uh, over to Alaska. That sparked some listener questions. So we have Simone's dropping by from cruisingexcursions.com to answer some of your questions. And Richard Sims is here with Cruise News. Uh, Before we get to Richard, really quick here, Cruise Radio News. It's a separate feed from this one, and it's Monday through Friday, kind of the top three things you need to know what's going on in the cruise world. If you want to subscribe, to that, we'd love to have you. All right. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me, as always. Carnival Horizon is officially at her new home. Which is good news for all of you in Florida, bad news for those of us in New York. She just finished her season here and um, very successful. People loved having her here. And as we always say, when a ship leaves here, we would welcome her back anytime. Uh, But now she'll be in Miami for a while doing her sailings out of there. One thing that Carnival does really, really well is sort of make a big deal out of these repositionings. So she arrived this morning, big party, you know, lots, lots of lots of hoopla, lots to celebrate. Um, And, you know, you also got a flyover of the blimp. I'm sorry airship. They like to tie in the word ship. So their airship that they're using as part of this contest that's going around the the sort of southern part of the country for the next few weeks. Very big deal. And um, this is good news for the Port of Miami. Speaking of Carnival and doing things right or kind of right, um, looks like they're doing 3D printing of embarkation photos or not, it's an option, I guess I should say. Right. And it, it's kind of cool. It's it's a little bit different. Now, a lot of us, when we walk on to the, you know, you're getting ready to board the ship and you see the ship photographer there and they're taking your picture in front of a, a green screen so that they can put in a fake backdrop later. And it's kind of cheesy. And a lot of people are like, eh, no, I'm, I'll pass. But this is super cool. They've got this booth. It's 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 in Miami right now. They've got this booth. They they um, went with a company called and I can't remember the name of the company. Do you remember it off the top of your head? Something something of Fi. Right, something of Fi. Anyway, it's this really cool booth that looks sort of like the thing that Jeff Goldblum used in The Fly. And you step into it, and it takes your picture from all angles. And then you can either buy it there. And um, as of right now, if you buy it there, you're getting like a fifteen percent discount count. But you can't actually get the item there. And what the item is, is they make a 3D replica of you. It's sort of like a little statue. And there's different sizes that you can get. And and the price varies based on that. You can do up to two people, although they sort of suggest that you do each one independently, because that way you can position them however you want them when you get them back home. Or if you get a divorce. If, or if you get a divorce, exactly. Right. Take, take, you know, get rid of old mom, <laughs> put sexy new mom in the, in get, but you got to take her on a cruise to do it because you're going to have to go and uh, uh, get another picture taken. You can either order them right there at the port and then um, they will mail them to you when they're ready or when you're home, you'll get an email saying, oh, here's the pictures you took at the port. Do you want it? It's it's a fun, cool little option for people who are looking for, a, you know, who have as many of those uh, 
embarkation pictures as they could possibly have. This is something a little different, a little fun. Yeah, so the, the prices start at $85, and it goes up to 300 The company is called Solidify, and actually we have a list of everything on the website. I write there on the homepage, top article, cruiseradio.net. You can find it there. I'll also link to it in the show notes. Um, one more carnival piece of news here. Guys Burger Joint now offering a new burger. They are, and this is going to be good news for the health food folks because it's a vegan burger. And I know, vegan and burger are two words that Personally, I think, and I think you agree with me, they should never be used in the same sentence. So they'll have a vegan option, which is kind of cool. You know, you can still go and get your fries and then get your your burger and get it healthier. And you can probably get it wrapped in lettuce or something to make it even super healthier. And then the topping bar, which is always awesome. So it's a nice, you know, it is. It's a nice acknowledgement of people who are out there trying to eat better. I had a pumpkin seed burger one time and it tasted like garbage. Yeah, I have a friend who eats vegan cheese, and it is indescribably bad. Yeah, I mean, really no bad. offense. If you're if you're vegan, you do you, and you enjoy it. But I, it's just not for me. And the pumpkin seed burger, like, you know, they tried to, like, doctor it up with barbecue sauce and all this, and uh-uh, not happening. Um, yeah, if you have to doctor it up that much, maybe there's a problem yeah. to start with. But hey, no, vegans, good for you. You are doing the right thing. Totally. Um, so could NCL's prices be going up? This is not a case of could. It's a case of they are. Um, basically, Frank Del Rio, when addressing t- uh, who is the uh, CEO of Norwegian, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, uh, he was addressing a meeting of travel agents. And he warned that some of the brands which operate under NCL are definitely going up. In fact, uh, one of them, I think it was Oceania, if I'm not mistaken, is going to see like 92 percent of their uh, of the, of their sailings, we'll see a price increase. Um, I was talking to a cruise agent friend of mine who said that while they didn't specifically mention Norwegian Cruise Line specifically, they were talking more about their other holdings, that this is a trend we're seeing across the industry. It's a boom time. There's new ships coming. Cruising is, you know, one of the only aspects of the travel industry that's actually growing every year. And when things are growing like this, you see prices going up. So while Frank Del Rio very specifically did not mention Norwegian Cruise Line specifically. It's a a pretty easy bet, and you can even see it in the current tracking prices, that we're going to see an increase there. And speaking of new ships coming, what new uh, ships are we going to see in 2020? Because earlier this week, Norwegian released those summer 2020 itineraries. The big exciting news here for me personally is that the Encore is going to sail out of New York City. That's their newest ship, um, and it is going to spend the first uh, – it's going to send part of its year here in New York. Uh, they're also bringing the Pearl here, which has never sailed – I don't believe has ever sailed out of New York before. Most of the things that NCL announced as part of their 2020 itinerary, it's not necessarily exciting from an itinerary point of view because you know they're the basic itineraries they've done they, that they already have going, the uh, Alaska itineraries and Caribbean itineraries and European itineraries. What's most interesting is that it's a lot of shifts for ships. Like, for example, the Norwegian Gem, which usually sails out of New York, will be sailing out of Boston instead. The Pearl, which is the Gem's sister ship, will be coming to New York, and she'll be doing both uh, Bahamas runs and runs up to sort of the Leaf Peeper thing up to Canada and New England. There's a lot of options for people who like to sail out of their home port but wish they got a little bit more variety. This is going to be good news because it means new ships coming to your familiar ports. Royal Caribbean announced they are eliminating in-room babysitting services. 
Yeah, this one I, I was actually kind of surprised by on two levels. First of all, I was surprised they were eliminating it. Second of all, I was surprised they had it to start with. Um, they basically said that they just simply do not seem to have enough people uh, available for the amount of requests that they get. So starting at the end of September, they're going to end this program. If you have a reservation currently with the babysitters program, they will do their best to honor it. But even there, when they were saying we'll honor it, they, they said we'll do our best, implying that, you know, you may not have a babysitter on the night you think you have a babysitter. Apparently, this is a pretty popular thing. And, you know, this is part of more and more people are cruising with their families. Um, you're seeing a lot of multi-generational families sailing and mom and dad want a night out so they hire a babysitter well now they may want to bring grandma along instead and let grandma sit in the room and babysit while they go out and have their uh, adult night out because they may not well they will not be able to get a babysitter on royal caribbean so if i'm understanding this correctly this this decision was based on we might not have the manpower to offer it on every single sailing so we're just doing away with it that's exactly what it sounds okay. like. And and I assume that what that means is, you know, you get to the time of year when the kids are out of school mm-hmm. and everybody and their mother is traveling with their kids and suddenly you've got 500 families that want babysitters and you obviously you don't have enough staff on board to do that. Now, they do still have their kids programs, which will still be available, including they have um, a program that's available for sort of what's considered late night from like seven till about midnight. And that one does cost. It's like seven dollars an hour. But they also have their kids programs during the day. So maybe instead of having your adult time at night, maybe, you know, you go to brunch or you do an early dinner or something like that to, to, you know, send the kids off to the daycare. And just ruin your vacation. Yeah, that sounds like really fun. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So Mark has a a listener question here. Uh, If you have a listener question, Doug at cruiseradio.net. Heading to Coco Cay in November, but we are undecided on what we want to do. How safe is it to wait until we get there to decide instead of booking it before we go? Well, the main advantage to booking things before you go is that very often on Royal Caribbean site, they have various um, sales on not just um, things on Coco Cay, but on shore excursions, on their alcohol package, on internet package. So there is that benefit to booking in advance. That said, Coco Cay is already um, sort of the kind of place where no matter what you do, you're going to have a good time. Even if you make no plans and you just stumble onto the beach, hungover from the night before, and look for a place to lay in the sand, you're going to have a good time. It's a really, really fun island. Plus, they're now rolling out the whole you know, new expansion of the island, which is going to offer all kinds of things. Now, I do think that once they finish that expansion – that it probably will be worth, if there are certain experiences that you really want to have, it probably will be work, worth making a reservation in advance because they could book up. You know, They don't really have a lot of those kind of things available right now. The, you know, Unless you want like a day bed or a cabana or something like that and you want to make sure you're getting that, then yes, I would reserve it in advance. But otherwise, you know, unless you want to save money, I think you're okay just walking on the beach and having a good time. And when their vacation is ruined, you can email Richard at cruiseradio.net. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Always. Thanks. This is Cruise Radio. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we've had some listener questions about Alaska. So fielding your questions today is Simone from cruisingexcursions.com. Hi, Simone. Hi, Doug. The first question comes from Terry. She says, I'm looking for a tour in Juneau that involves food. Any suggestions? 
Wow, yes, Terry. I was lucky enough earlier this year to take a tour from the port of Juneau, which included the Salmon Bake in Gold Creek. Um, absolutely amazing outdoor experience. This place has everything you would imagine when porting in Juneau. The outdoor restaurant has a buffet-style serving everything from local potatoes to salad, rice, chicken and vegetables. They cater for everybody pretty much and they also have um, an outside barbecue-style grill where you can watch the famous salmon of the area being grilled. Um, so something I also forgot to mention is the local blueberry cake, um, which is also available at Salmon Bake and it's just divine. Um, my whole food experience has is, is, is completely changed now after visiting Juno. <laughs> I like so much more food. Um, and there's so much to do in the Salmon Bake as well. So not only just the, the eating side, they have live en entertainment. Um, you can roast your marshmallows on an open mm -hmm. fire or just simply sit by the, the creek, taking the full ambience of the, this fantastic place. Juno is one of those ports where you where you eat so much you just want to go back to your ship and go to sleep. <laughs> That's exactly right. But the, the the problem is is the food is so good mm -hmm. you don't want to stop eating. Right. Um, and yes, you do go back to your ship and 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 you crash out in your cabin. <laughs> All right, our next question comes from Ernie. He says, I'm heading to Ketchikan on Norwegian Bliss and looking to do an activity, an outdoor activity such as hiking. Any help is appreciated. There's plenty um, of activity tours available from all of the uh, Alaska ports. So if you're looking for an active tour, what I would highly recommend is look at something like um, a nature trail with perhaps a canoe experience. That's something um, I experienced out there. I can honestly say I haven't um, been in the canoe since I was probably 16 years old. Um, I tried this canoe experience and it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And also there's a nature trail as well to go along with it. So I'd, I'd highly recommend something like that because the wildlife, the fauna and the flora along the way, is, it's just, it's exquisite. I can't put into words. Um, and it's always recommended to take a guided tour in these destinations because you get to hear everything that's going on in the area which is complete it completely blew my mind mm -hmm. with um all of the wildlife that's basically in view it's incredible yeah the wildlife is breathtaking in alaska and speaking of wildlife the next question comes from lauren she says she's uh, going to skagway and looking for a wildlife tour any suggestions Yes, uh, as I explained earlier, there, there's a lot of wildlife tours out there, including a very popular one, which will take you to the mouth of the Taya River, which is a well-known feeding area for the black and brown bears, the sea lions, the, there's plenty of bald eagles, uh, many other types of birds and wildlife. Um, again, I would always recommend a guided tour because uh, they, the, the guides will give you the information of, on the area um, everything that's around and obviously if there's black and brown bears around uh, there's protection as well so um, always recommend a, a guided tour there and uh, this particular tour would also take you to the White Pass which will take you into the mountains um, with spectacular spectacular views of the valley absolutely incredible Sue has the next question. Going to Juno with three kids, ages 3, 8, and 11. Any family-friendly tours available? Something I absolutely loved when I ported in Juno was whale watching. 
which I'm sure the children would love. No matter what age you are, it's an absolutely incredible tour. So to actually see the humpback whales in their own environment, and I was actually lucky, lucky enough to see orcas, a part of orcas as well. Um, we had an amazing guide on the boat tour. Uh, they give you great insight, and they also give names to all the whales as mm -hmm. well because the humpback whales um, stay stay very close to uh, the area to that, that particular island and they know each whale that pops his head up or pops his tail up they know and they've named them all the children would absolutely love it i found it fascinating so i'm sure the children would love that tour billy says i'm sending my parents on a cruise to alaska and my dad has limited mobility mendenhall glacier is on his bucket list is this even possible Yes, it is. Um, so I actually experienced Medenhall Glacier by a canoe and also I walked as well on the following day. But the Medenhall Glacier is, is a definite must for me and it's, it's possible even with limited mobility because there is a viewpoint. So just as you get off the, the coach, uh, you walk a few yards and it's just amazing viewpoint. So you don't have to walk all the way down to the Nugget Falls. You've got an incredible viewpoint for all your photo opportunities. And there's also a gift shop there and there's bathroom facilities as well. So, yeah, absolutely highly recommended. Even if you've got mobility problems, you'll still be able to do that. It sounds like you had an awesome time out there. Do you think you'd go back one day? It, it's now back on my bucket list. Awesome. Because... Albeit I did a lot whilst I was out there, there is so, so much more to do. You know, being born and raised in Florida here, which is completely opposite of Alaska, I I've never really had an interest for Alaska until I actually went there. Mm -hmm. It was always one of those cruises like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But now that mm -hmm. I've been there, it's I try to get there at least every two or three years. Good for you. And I was exactly the same as you, Doug, yeah. um, because I like warm destinations. Mm -hmm. I've never really gone for cold destinations. Um, so Alaska wasn't really on my to-do list. My goodness me, how wrong was I? It, it is absolutely on my bucket list because I want to see more and more of Alaska. Well, you can find all the tours we've been chatting about at cruisingexcursions.com. We've been talking with Simone. Thank you so much for answering the questions today. You're more than welcome, Doug. Pleasure. If you have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable the Cruise Radio News Skill so you can get daily updates anytime. Straight from Cruise Radio. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. And now it's time to review a ship we haven't talked about in years, Carnival Fantasy, and Wally is on the line. Hey, Wally. Hey, how you doing, Doug? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. This uh, this actually, this interview comes at a perfect time because I've been getting some emails asking if I had any recent reviews of Carnival Fantasy, and now I do. 
You do. Absolutely. So before we get to the ship itself, we'll take a step back, as we always do. What made you want to take this four-night sailing on Fantasy out of Mobile, Alabama? It was kind of an impromptu cruise. We were trying to figure out something to do with the kids. We were going to drive out west, living in Michigan. Uh, Driving out west is a bunch of nothing once you pass Chicago. Uh, And uh, so we decided, hey, why not go on a cruise? So uh, we wanted to go somewhere we could drive. And we took four kids with us. So we all piled into the car and we said we could go to Mobile, we could go to Baltimore, New York, and, and Mobile seemed to work out the best. And we'd never been down in that area of the country either. So it was kind of a neat idea. And then what we did on the way back, we spent a little time coming up through Memphis and through Nashville, and we were able to make a nice uh, week and a half vacation out of it. That's awesome. So you, you straight up drove from up in Michigan right due south. Due south, went to Birmingham the first day, then we had a three, three and a half hour drive the morning of the cruise from Birmingham and uh, was perfect. That's a great road trip. So you make Mm -hmm. your way to the uh, Mobile, uh, I think it's called the Alabama Cruise Terminal there in Mobile. How was your embarkation process? It was real smooth. Uh, We had uh, pre-purchased parking at the uh, terminal. Uh, There's a small small parking structure there. We pre-purchased our parking online. Uh, took a few minutes to get into the parking lot. I'd say the time from the car to the ship was probably about 30 minutes. It seemed that uh, the line never stopped moving once we got inside. We didn't have to sit down and wait. We just kept moving right along. See, that's awesome. You know, New Orleans was like that, too, where we, I literally I dropped my bag off. And I, I just kept showing my boarding pass and no one's like there was no lines. Like You got to love when that happens. And you said right. it was like, what, 30 minutes, you said from, from about 30 minutes from yeah. the time we got our stuff out of the car and onto the ship. Yeah, you got to love that. So you make your way on board Carnival Fantasy. What were your first impressions? Well, I knew that the Carnival Fantasy was 28 years old. I didn't know what to expect. This is the oldest ship in the fleet. And we walked on there and we were amazed. The atrium is beautiful. The ship's in great condition. It looks, it's different because you're getting in on deck, I believe it's deck six or seven. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm always used to getting on deck three on many of the right. Carnival ships. So so the whole layout's different for us. And we were a little confused for a while. But overall, wow, that, that uh, ship is in top shape. I was just really surprised. I didn't know what to expect. And it really uh, thrilled me to see a ship in that great of shape. You make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? And what did you think of it? Well, since we had four kids with us, we booked two Ocean View staterooms, because that's what's the most prevalent stateroom, I think, on the uh, ship. I thought they were a bit on the small side, especially we put three people in each. Uh, so we had the berth that came down from the wall in each of the rooms. I, I felt the room was a little small. And when you lower that berth, you basically took your life into your hands. Every time you wanted to get into bed, you could either roll across the bed or you could bend over and go underneath, underneath the upper uh, berth that they had brought down with, I didn't hurt myself too bad. So, so it was a good thing. Uh, I did think that the, uh, the bathroom in the, uh, room was larger than many of the bathrooms and the i love the layout you didn't have to stick one foot into the to- into the uh, shower mm-hmm. yeah. when you were using the toilet which was nice so it was just a straight layout yeah very good uh, as as far as like uh, space you mentioned it being a little bit on the small side was there enough room for storage yeah for storage it was fantastic and, and we really buckled down on the packing uh, amazingly with six of us we were able to pack into two large suitcases we we were gonna uh truck down there in our uh our ford flex and put a platform on the back of the vehicle we decided not to we jammed all of our luggage or all of our clothes and everything into two suitcases put them in the back of the vehicle and that was it so each room had one suitcase worked out fantastic 
Very good. So let's talk about dining. I mean, you don't have a steakhouse on Carnival Fantasy. It's pretty much yeah, just the right. main dining room or you have the Lido Deck Buffet. So let's start in the main dining room. What time dining did you have? We used the uh, Your Time Dining. Okay. And how was that? It was great. What We didn't have to wait at all. Uh, even with the six of us, what we wanted to do for a change for normally we don't go to the dining room because we found on some of the ships, it gets a little slow, especially when you have a larger group. This time we wanted to kind of take the kids in there and make them sit down and sit through a dinner and sit through the service. And, uh, so we, we went every single night to the, uh, the dining room and sat there and we had fantastic wait staff. The meals came out fast it really didn't take us a whole lot longer than if we would have gone up to the buffet. I think it was 45 minutes, hour max, and we were out every night. What was your favorite meal served in there? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I guess I don't even... I was going with all all seafood okay. uh, things this time, and I don't remember what my favorite was. I enjoyed every single meal I had there, and I tried their little specialty items every day. And I was also trying their port items so that, you know, for the specific ports, they would have uh, uh, various dishes cooked up. And I've always, I always would try those, the drink, the appetizer, and the, the meal. I can't say what my favorite was, okay. but I have, a, I have a son that is, uh, uh, has to have a gluten-free menu. Mm-hmm. And um, they were amazing with that. Every night they would take his order for the next day. They would, whatever he wanted, they would make sure that it was gluten-free. They might have to change it a small amount, not put a certain sauce on or everything or anything. But they would definitely take care of him every night so he was uh, safe from any of the glutens in the foods. Let's talk about the Lido Deck Buffet. How was that? Lido Deck Buffet, we only stopped there for breakfast. It was fine. Uh, I'm not a big buffet person. We've gotten gotten over that a little bit because we find we eat way too much on the buffet. So uh, we try to stay off of it, uh, maybe just small areas. I mean, it was was good, but I found the dining room to be great. And then uh, using uh, both Guy's and the Blue Iguana Cantina for our uh, lunches or a few of the breakfasts also is the way to go. Yeah, that's – now, do you have a favorite burger from Guy's? I go with the with the is it the porker the one with the uh, the bacon oh the patty pig, on top yeah, of it pig patty pig, yeah yeah oh yeah you can't go wrong yeah, with that one you got to do it and then I put more bacon on it I yeah there you go I I tried for the first time um on my last cruise I did a ordered two pieces of or I guess a double I made it a double that's what I'm trying to say oh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah they're good it's like so good and, and, and same thing with the blue Agana ta- cantina I've never gone wrong there I'd mm-hmm. be at their breakfast getting their uh huevos rancheros so or good. even lunchtime the tacos were fantastic yeah for sure uh, so let's talk about the entertainment on the ship how was the entertainment on this four night sailing Ah, we didn't do it's funny. We didn't uh, do a lot of the shows. We did one show. Uh we did the show called uh what was it? Country Roads. I think it was the last night of our cruise. I don't know if that was special for that ship or what, but I found that to be the probably the least likable show I've ever seen on a carnival ship. I don't know why. It just didn't seem like it if it was something new there or what. Just didn't seem like it was done well. Uh, I did catch, catch the Dr. Seuss show with all the kids. That was uh, interesting to see. They really take care of the kids in that show, and yeah. I thought it was uh, very, very good. Uh, one of my sons, 11-year-old, he went to every single show. He sat there by himself on every show. He went to the cruise director's Q&A session. He, anything that was happening, he was there, and he didn't care if he was the only one there. <laughs> what? Um, who was the cruise director? Do you remember? It was Benjamin Lambert. Okay. And how was I, he? 
he was fantastic. I was surprised with him. I, I'm used to Matt Mitchum and uh, a few of the other, the top uh, cruise directors. And Ben, I thought he should be right up on the top with everybody else. He really knew how to handle the crowd. He was uh, out with the people all the time. Uh, the sing-alongs down in the uh, atrium after the shows were fantastic because he, he sang through everything. He wasn't afraid to do anything. Uh, just a great experience. Those fantasy class ships, the the promenade goes right down the side of the casino. Did you notice that much of a smoke issue? It was weird. I found that there was from the rear of the ship. I noticed a smoke smell mm-hmm. uh, coming from the rear, coming up the promenade. But once you got closer to the casino, it wasn't bad at all. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, and you could go to the casino bar, which is uh, on that side of the ship where the promenade is, and I didn't smell any smoke at all there. Huh. And did you say so, that ship does have an alchemy bar? No, it does not it does have an not. alchemy bar. It has the majestic bar, which okay. I hope they will change next time it goes into dry dock. Yeah, love me some. And the majestic alchemy. bar, yeah, that really wasn't open all that often either. Yeah, I, that's like only open what, like right before the before the shows, I think, and kind of like yeah. maybe dinner hours. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. it. Because the dining room's right there. Um, okay, very good. Let's talk about the sea days then. Uh, how were, was the ship um, as, in terms of crowds and congestion? I never felt – the ship never felt crowded to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that was always crowded was the single pool on the ship, which is on the main deck. That was elbow to elbow all through the day. <clears throat> but it, for everything else, the serenity deck, which is a very small serenity deck on these class of ships – uh, we never had a problem, my wife and I, getting side-by-side loungers back there. Uh, never had a problem getting around anywhere. The uh, you, know, you always found room. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah that, the Serenity on Fantasy is on, like the aft deck, right? Like just That's be- correct. Yeah, just mm-hmm. below the, um, the Lido deck area? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you can, en- you can enter it through the comedy club. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's uh, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, okay, good. So let's talk about the ports of call. You did Cozumel and Costa Maya. So uh, give us a highlight from each one. Well, Costa Maya, we didn't do any excursions in either one. Uh, we've been to Cozumel many, many, many times. I think in Cozumel, what we really uh, wanted to do is just uh, walk around the port, do some shopping, sample some tequila, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked with a lot of the locals down there. Kind of getting an idea, our our goal in retirement possibly is moving down to the Caribbean or to that area of Mexico. So I was trying to talk to some of the people down there just to get a feel for what it's like outside of the walls of the cruise terminal down there. And uh, so that that's all we did there. Now in Costa Maya, what we did there is they have their own uh, – we'll call it a pool area with a little beach area. So we uh, just took the kids there and we spent a lot of the afternoon in that pool and then did a little bit of shopping. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a bar right there, right? Yes. Right there is, the pool, yeah. Like Margaritaville or something like that, or their yep. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Their version of it. Right. Yeah. It, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It, it's always crowded too. So packed there at that yes. pool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see, you make your way back to Mobile, Alabama from, uh, so what you're, did, you, did it go uh, Costa Maya then Cozumel? Yes, it was Costa Maya, then Cozumel. Okay, so then Cozumel, Cide, uh, back to Mobile, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, very good. So how was your disembarkation process in Mobile? It was good. We had our, we checked, we, you know, checked our bags instead of uh, carrying them off. We waited a while, had some breakfast, and uh, then we did get a little stuck on the ship. I don't remember, 
I believe this was the one where they were having problems with the cruise director's radio. Mm-hmm. You know, guy he guides everybody off, and they were having problems with his radio. We got stuck in the art gallery aisle there for a while. It wasn't that long, really, but it, it was kind of odd. Usually, we just walk off a ship by that time. So it was somewhat slow on the ship. But once we got through, the the worst part about Mobile is the gangway and walking through to get down to uh, the customs area takes forever Mm. when you've got a line of people going. Uh, Still, the whole thing, customs was real quick. So I would say it was only about between 50 minutes to an hour to get off the ship. Now, are you an early debarker or a late debarker? No, we, uh, boy, I think we were section section two or three or oh, something so like that. Okay. But we, we just wanted to finish eating and then we yeah. kind of got off when we wanted to. Okay. Very good. Looking back on this cruise, do you have any um, like tips to offer us? Yeah. Uh, number one would be everybody wants the biggest and best ship out there now. Forget about that. Enjoy a fantasy class ship. The fantasy being the nicest one I've been on so far. doesn't matter how old that ship is. It's kept up great. I thought this was one of the best crews that we've had everybody was so helpful so nice on there because of the lower number of of people on the ship it's not crowded it's not crazy to get around the kids had no issue getting into the kids clubs getting into the uh the video game area they there was always room in every area so i'd say one of the big things is enjoy the fantasy class ship and yet i believe there's eight of them uh the other thing would be to follow the cruise directors every move and uh, that's when you're going to have a lot of fun the deck parties the ice carving the hairy chest contest the sing-along parties in the atrium were were phenomenal with four decks worth of people singing i've got videos of that and uh, benjamin lambert had a great sense of humor and he always kept all the activities moving very good what was the biggest highlight on this four night cruise for you (sighs) the biggest highlight i had a couple uh, the cruise director, like I said, I was very surprised. He was top notch. Uh, the piano bar, we like to spend time in the piano bar. Uh, and I recommend everybody tries that, but, uh, we, that was another one. I had some trepidation going in. I saw the gentleman's name was Gustavo, who was going to be our piano bar entertainer. And I had, you know, he hadn't done much work on carnival and we enjoyed every single night. He, uh, he was a fantastic player. One of the better players I've ever seen on there. Great singer. The dining room, once again, the staff and the service was fantastic. And another odd thing about it was the, uh, or good thing, not just odd, was the overall smoothness of the cruise. We never felt the motion of the sea the entire time we were out there. And I usually expect it of the large ships, not the smaller ships. Yeah. It sounds like you just had a totally awesome cruise. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was good. We we got the kids out there with us. Usually it's just my wife and myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're planning on going out again with the kids uh, next March on the breeze. Nice. So they'll have more to do on the breeze. I I would say that the the fantasy class ships are not the greatest ships for kids. The, Mm -hmm. The swimming areas are smaller. The slides are smaller. They had they always had something to do, but they didn't have multiple things to do it every single time. In closing here, final thoughts of Carnival Fantasy. Carnival Fantasy, I would definitely recommend uh, you try out the Carnival Fantasy. Uh, it, once again, it surprised me around every single corner. With The ship was in fantastic shape, beautiful ship. Uh, the designs inside are classic. They're really great. And the service and the crew on the ship was top-notch. Wally, thanks for sharing your review, my friend. I sure appreciate it. 
Thanks, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.